two, one, go. Welcome to Log It, another movie podcast. My name is Ian. Ian Locke, that is. And I am joined by my dear friend, Caleb White. Caleb, how are we? How are you doing? I'm doing very well. Very excited to be doing this. Me too. Very excited to talk movies. I got some fun ones. I do too. I wouldn't say they're fun, but I would say that they're movies. <laughs> that's, all, that's all that it is? That's all, <laughs> that's all there is. All right. That's the show. Good or bad. So today, this is going to be a little last four plus. We're going to talk about what we've been watching recently. And we're just going to shoot back and forth. It's going to be kind of low stakes convo. What we liked, what we didn't like. The standouts. This is just this is just two guys talking about movies. And, you know, what else has this ever been, you know? <laughs> anyway, Caleb, what are you watching? I'll start with the most recent one. Because oh, I think it's the most relevant to things. After I went to the awesome Mopop, if you I saw, saw the that. stories. How was that? That was really fun. It was really cool, man. It was really cool. I didn't post any of the Leica stuff, but they had a bunch of the Leica miniatures as well cool. that they used to film. And those were, I love miniatures. So those were like really neat. And then lots of just cool stuff. Lots of crazy cool stuff. And what was it? It was just a, it was an exhibit of different movie props I saw. Like there was some Star Wars stuff and there was. Yeah. So they had three different sections of just general movie stuff, fantasy, sci-fi and horror, which yeah. a lot of those bangers were from. And then the Leica Hidden Worlds thing was like a special guest exhibit that's been touring that they had, okay. which is really cool. Recommend seeing it if you're in the Seattle area or if it comes to your spot. I was going to say the Mopop. It's just a museum of uh, what is it like mod, like pop museum art Museum of pop culture. There you go. Yeah. Pop culture. So perfect for interesting kind of sounds like me yeah what we're doing that's my kind of museum this is yeah i don't need any like old art hey fine art hit the road but you saw a movie (laughs) (laughs) yeah so last night after that it was kind of just a a nice hangout Mm. day we did barbenheimer oh you did it yeah we did our own very late barbenheimer we did um you know fashionably late right I had already watched the first half of Oppenheimer, so I just picked it up where it was. And then Barbie, we watched. I I kind of feel the same way about both of these movies. Okay. I can kind of give one review for both. Yeah. They were fine. Oh, interesting. I was a little disappointed with both of them. I, I, I truthfully I had low expectations with but with neither of them felt like my kind of movie in general. Low expectations given the hype. The, tons yeah. of hype. I'm I hate biopics, so Oppenheimer oh, wow. I was like not super interested in, and right. I've also just gotten really tired of Christopher Nolan's kind of uh, style. I thought Tenet was kind of a bummer. Mm-hmm. I was really disappointed by that. Mm-hmm. But Oppenheimer was really chaotic. I hated the jumping around and timelines. I was just exhausted by it, and I was just every scene I was like, wait, when was this? Oh, I don't quite. But you couldn't tell. I, I mean, they give you the different haircuts. You just yeah, gotta haircuts, go off the haircuts. Some black and white. Yeah. There's some. No, I mean, I could, I could tell. Yeah. It just was more like I, I didn't care. It was a little frenetic. Was it frenetic? I don't know. I feel like they. Anyway, this. Yeah. I don't know. Frenetic, but just like, I, yeah, I would say frenetic. And I just, I just wish it was a little bit more straightforward. Okay. And like, but there was a lot of stuff I really liked in both. I thought Barbie visually was really neat. I liked the Barbie Land stuff a lot. The uh, studio a lot. Uh, backdrops and all the very super very cool. cool. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah, and the the musical number with I'm just Ken, where they go into the big colorful stage. It was, was good, really right? Neat. It was like an homage yeah. to all those those like musicals from the 40s and 50s. Very, yeah, I very thought cool. it, I I thought it was cool, yeah. and I I really liked the visuals of the scene where she talks to the Barbie creator and has her little heart to heart with her, yeah. and I thought that was really cool. Overall, though, I just uh, it was a little sad knowing it was a Greta Gerwig, Noah Baumbach movie, which I don't want to sound like an asshole, uh-huh. but it just was like it. I, this is such a common complaint with with modern movies, especially blockbusters. But it felt like an SNL skit. 
like I just couldn't help but feel like all of it was ultimately just like a, a pretty like basic joke. Like especially the batch beach me off. I'm gonna beat you sure. off. I was like, dude, <laughs> what is this? Am I in high school again? Like I feel like this is like total like hands up. I loved it. <laughs> I laughed. <laughs> that or like when they were playing the um they're all playing the acoustic. Was it um, guitar? Was it three doors down? I don't remember. Something like that. I enjoyed one of those bands. I do agree. Some of the jokes didn't work for me, and yeah, and also it's, I it shouldn't be like you shouldn't you should be able to have a critical take on a movie about a toy. Like I think like that's totally. But it's just funny watching it. And then for me, what bugged me was there was the just the montage of um. America Ferrera's character, Barbie and and the daughter, like driving really fast and like the weird like car commercial. And I was like, it was just weird yeah. to like have a car commercial inside a, a commercial a toy movie. commercial. Yeah. yeah. And that also bummed me out too. And I talk about Greta Gerwig, Noah Baumbach yeah. thing. It was like, this is ultimately very pro Barbie giant like i know they had the giant corporation joke i didn't like that's another thing that just i did not when they went to the whole will ferrell mattel thing that just it felt like it felt like the it didn't feel like it belonged in the real world right because you have barbie world and then she goes to the real world and then mattel right. feels like this weird like middle ground between the two and you're like wait this is like too goofy to be yeah i think this could have been a worse movie if it didn't have greta and noah behind it or like um uh wow i can't even think of her name i was i'm blanking too this i was embarrassing gonna, <laughs> i was gonna say i really liked her margot margot robbie, robbie. yeah i mean she, she was, was awesome really really good uh yeah so i think this could have been a disaster especially yeah. knowing like what this movie could have been like amy schumer was was uh supposed to star as barbie and look oh, lord everything aside i would have hated that yeah unwatchable i'm glad you watched it i'm 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 really glad because i really wanted to hear your opinion and it's been truly so long since these <laughs> movies came out i just have a resistance towards new movies sometimes like i think it's the i think i'm a hater i think deep down i'm a hater i'm a contrarian i don't think it's I, deep down anymore i think it's i think it's surface <laughs> I try, level i try to avoid it yeah i but it's there i can't and it's just who i am so i just try to I watch it when it's the right, and it was the right time. What did Be- uh, you, I'm assuming you watched these with Becca, right? You said. What, yeah, what did she think? Did, did she enjoy them. both of them or either? I she she so Oppenheimer. I didn't really touch on that. I think we both liked the second half more because that she was like, oh wow, oh my gosh, this is like terrifying. Like I'm glad I wasn't alive in this time. Which I was like, I think that's the point. Is the second so half like was- the courtroom stuff or? I actually hated that last chapter where yeah. it focused on Robert Downey Jr. Like the whole communism thing, I could I could have totally done without. Yeah. I just thought it was like, like, I don't care. Yeah, okay. But I really liked once they got to the nuke going off and everybody's and, like, yo, what are we doing? Is this like worth doing? And everyone's just kind of like, uh, I got to, right. <laughs> at this point, what are we going to do? Right. Yeah, I don't know how you felt, but even when you, because you again this is a biopic so this all like you know what's going to happen in the end right so that whole sequence of them doing the trinity test you're like you literally are gripping your like at least for me like when i was in the movie theater i was just like like my breath was held even though you know what's going to happen because there's the stakes of yeah we're unsure if this goes off if it's not going to just burn the entire atmosphere and you're like oh fuck like they might screw this one up And you know that's not going to happen, but in the end, you're just like you're still gripped by by what's happening and that stuff. I I, don't know, I thought that was really powerful, literally and figuratively. Oh yeah, I I, I so I I did enjoy I did yeah. enjoy both of them, but I do think they both just weren't like mind blowing. Which I I don't think Barbie I don't think was meant to be mind blowing, but Oppenheimer yeah. I do think it was like an auteur filmmaker creating like this epic masterpiece or his, right. Yeah, which I just don't think it it hit that for me, and I I did get a little bit. I'll, I hate doing the SNL thing because it's such a cliche at this point. But even all the people dressed up in different times and keep popping up with like different haircuts and stuff felt like an SNL skit a little bit to me. Like, just because they also have costume changes, <laughs> I guess. And just like I guess I just didn't totally buy it. Like Robert Downey Jr., which he won the the BAFTA last I saw night, that, yeah. and he'll probably win the Oscar. But I just thought he was like totally serviceable. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, but it wasn't. I wasn't like, whoa, that was awesome. Yeah. 
Interesting. So I don't know. I, I um, yeah, it was cool. I'm I'm glad I watched them though, and I I did enjoy them. It doesn't seem like it. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I like I like I like contrarians. I do. Oh, I really good. do because well, then I hated them. <laughs> Everybody's stupid <laughs> for liking them. Like, on second thought, I liked these movies. <laughs> Yeah. And you watch those at home, right? Yeah. So actually that's another question before we move. Yeah, yeah. How was the at home viewing experience? Like do you think, especially with I guess both movies, because they're kind of like those larger scale, especially Oppenheimer, like do you think it was serviceable like watching on your TV than maybe a movie theater screen? Yeah, definitely serviceable. I got to mention it every time. Andy, shout out. The surround sound is a game changer. Like it makes everything feel bigger so that helped a lot but i i definitely in both movies there were times where i'm like this scene would have hit way harder if i was in a theater like yeah actually like more so with barbie interesting where barbie i was like i could see this being and especially if you were in an audience with people like i could see a lot of this being a lot more fun with the group (laughs) i was gonna say so i saw i think like a couple weeks like basically the barbie train was rolling when i went to go see this movie and everyone was like decked out and it was actually like, yeah. really fun like that i think that made the experience like 10 times better because everyone was just so jazzed to be at the movies and you're kind of like yes like i love going to the movies i love i love watching <laughs> i love watching movies with people can you believe yeah. it? yeah um, it's a wonderful experience yeah it's a wonderful life um I need to watch those again. I haven't watched them either since I see them in theaters, but I'll be curious how if it compares how it compares theater versus at home yeah. too. It'd be interesting to hear your thoughts that way. I also need to hear Andy's uh surround sound take. What did he say? Just to get it? He just called me out for not having surround sound. Yeah, he's like, What? You don't have you just watch movies so much. I thought you'd have surround sound. And I was like, Yeah. It's called headphones. And then there was a good Black Friday deal. So Oh, like, there you, you know go. What? Let's do it. You got a little sound bar. And it's a game changer. Sound bar. Two speakers, two little speakers that go behind you. Oh my god! And then the subwoofer. It was like hundred fifty bucks or something. Dang, it was a good deal. I got high sense. I got a JBL sound bar at a garage sale, and it doesn't oh, work. Yes. <laughs> so I was gonna say I've been meaning to. Actually I need you to come over to help this. me because <laughs> yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. I, optical is what I did. That's what and I did. People, if if optical is the wrong way to do it, let me know because I couldn't figure. That's the only one I could get to work. Right. I'm not great technically, right? But yeah, yeah, I don't know. Then this is you have the cord. You have the, I have the cord. cord. This is why we need to yeah. go live on YouTube so we can have people yeah. sound off in the comments. Get in there because I need to know what I'm doing wrong. Anyway, Caleb, I went to the movies. <laughs> what did you night. watch? Ooh, yes. Oh, I went on a little not Dune two yet. Not Dune two. Oh, is it? Oh okay, dang. <laughs> I was like, that. that's cool. Um, did see the trailer for it, and I'm going with uh, a couple friends and my wife. And my wife was not. I wouldn't say unimpressed with the trailer, but she hasn't seen mm. Dune. I'm trying to. I'm tr- mm. yeah. So I think I'm like a little nervous to show her Dune because I'm. I, I think my expectations <laughs> are like through the roof, and yeah. I'm like very nervous to for her to be like, hmm, yeah, it was okay. Uh, anyway, so we went to the movies last night, and I finally got to see American Fiction. This is the Ooh. new film by Cord Jefferson. This is his feature film. He mostly did TV. He did like Succession and The Good Place, and I think some episodes of that Watchmen HBO series. It's based off a book. I mean, okay, so Jeffrey Wright is in this movie. He plays Thelonious Monk, who is a who is an author who is basically struggling to sell his his work, his art. And so he pivots to basically writing what white America wants to hear from black authors, which is just stereotypical, I came from the streets, my life is hard, and he struggles with it. He doesn't want to do it, but there's some circumstances that kind of force him to kind of begrudgingly do that. So the whole movie is about kind of how, you know, white America views black artists and kind of what they, yeah, what they want to take away from their story or what they think their story is like stereotypically, even though it's could be far from the far from it. Anyway, I liked this movie. I was it was weird because I kind of think I I knew kind of the bare bones of the story, 
and I thought it was going to be a comedy, but it kind of felt like it was like fluctuating between like some really dramatic things happen. And then there's like some really funny parts and some of the characters were just like, it It almost seemed like they were in a different movie. And also I thought it was going to be more of an ensemble piece because you have like Jeffrey Wright starring, you have Tracy Ellis Ross, Issa Rae's in this movie, uh, Sterling mm. K. Brown. Like you have like all these actors and they're kind of in bits and pe- I think like Jeffrey Wright and uh, Sterling K. Brown probably have the most screen time together. Yeah. So basically, I, I just walked out of the theater being like kind of confused, not on the premise, but just kind of like the voice of the movie that makes sense. Like I, w- it was like just yeah. kind of hard to like differentiate between what the movie was trying to not say, but like how how it was trying to say things. If mm-hmm. that makes sense, yeah. I don't know, but it was it was it was good. I also love hearing Jeffrey Wright talk. Like I could just hear him say anything. He's got such and he a has good voice. one of the best voices in in all of in in movies. Period. Yeah. So actually, like when he's on screen and he's just like talking, you it's great. Like you can't not yeah. love it. I want to see it. It's good. I really liked it. I like that it's just kind of a random movie that too for all the like big biopics slash like sequels, connected universes. Yeah, it was a nice breath of fresh air for sure. Yeah, that's fun, and I do, I love. Jeffrey Wright. Issa Rae was in Barbie too, right? She was. Yeah, she probably has the same amount of screen time in Barbie as she does in American Fiction, which is like another thing where I was like, I was expecting all these like characters and it really is about Jeffrey Wright's character. Mm -hmm. But again, I was just like, I I went in thinking I was going to get something else. Yeah, that's a that's a problem I've been I've had lately, too. I think with Barbie Oppenheimer and then especially what was the one I talked about? last week oh seventh seal where i just oh, like i yeah. really thought I, I knew what it was and I, it wasn't at all and i think it really ruined my viewing of it so i get that i think also just going in with like like a weird state of mind too can just completely change your perception of a movie it's so weird like i think i get that all the time when i'll i'll be yeah. in a certain state of mind and i'll watch something and i'm like this sucks like f this movie yeah and i'm like it has nothing <laughs> to do with the movie but i'm obviously like troubled in some way <laughs> <laughs> that's why that's part of my anti not anti-rating because i'm not against them but for me that's kind of the reason i don't rate movies is because it's each time it's such a different like social network i love yes. it would have been a five-star movie for a long time can't watch it what? now. it's unwatchable that's crazy it's such a cringy movie to me now interesting interesting hit me with your next one so i'll jump back a little bit because i wanted to follow up on this i watched Bodies, 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 oh which you talked about yay. in episode two. And I was like, all right, I got to yes. watch this so I can follow up. So, no, <laughs> I, I did like it. Yeah. it I, maybe. And again, this is like what you were just saying. Maybe it's just been my mood lately, but it was another just kind of underwhelming one. Yeah. I think the first half was really good and I was really excited. Like, I love movies about people trapped in houses. I love like groups of people surviving and like no cell phones, no electricity, all that's really fun. And then the second half, I just got tired of the fighting <laughs> and I just like, didn't care about you're like, someone just kill them all, please. Just let yeah. It be I was like, let's just get to yeah. it at a certain point. Yeah, like yeah. I wasn't super invested in this friendship dynamic between the two, uh, the girlfriends, I think, are the last two, yes. right? Yeah the, yeah, the new girl uh-huh. and then the friend who's been like uh, having issues. Pete Davidson was good, actually. I was expecting for him to be super annoying, but I, I enjoyed his character. Again, he plays that role very well, unsurprisingly, <laughs> yeah. I think. Yeah, it, it fit very well. It was good casting. And um, I thought, I, I won't ruin it, but I thought the ending was a little disappointing. It, it To me, it was so funny because I was like, oh, yeah, of course, that's exactly how <laughs> it was funny. <laughs> But I guess I just wanted a good payoff and like yeah. something a little bit more like there was some murder who had a reason to be stalking them. <laughs> but it was funny. I, I, I actually <laughs> thought it was very, very funny. It was also just it like it was all... just so in line with how all those characters were or like, yeah, basically how the story was in a go. Because it's like, who cares about these? Like, who's going to kill these like kids? You know? Yeah. And that and it kind of reminded me of the old Twilight Zone episode. What was it called? But where the they see an alien ship. Oh, see yeah. A UFO, and so then they all start attacking each other, yeah. you know, and they all get suspicious. And it just brings out all these flaws in their relationships. Um, So I liked it. I, I did. I did enjoy it. 
Oh my gosh, and Lee Pace, hilarious. He's so good. I was <laughs> so bummed when he died. <laughs> I was too, but it was very funny when they're thinking that he was a vet, and then it turned out he was a yeah. veterinarian. <laughs> He's a vet's assistant. Yeah. Very, very funny. <laughs> it was good. It was good, man. It was a it was a nice relevant movie. It's good to know what's going on with those Gen X. Yeah, because you're Zers. like, I'm just so out of touch. And then I was able to pick <laughs> up so much watching and I was like, okay. Well, I watched a movie that's the complete opposite of Bodies, Ooh. Bodies, Bodies, because it's a movie about hope. Mm. It's a movie about passing the torch to the next generation. Mm. It's about writing your own story, you know, mm. and this movie was just okay. <laughs> that is... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I watched it again. So I have this really weird way to watch movies and I really just like, I trap myself, Caleb. Cause even if I'm like, I don't really want to watch this. If it tell, if my list, if the spinning wheel tells me to watch the movie, I will be watching it. Not good. I like that. I know. So I kind of, I don't want to, I just leave it up to chance. I'm like, okay, maybe I, maybe I'll love it. Who knows? But this movie was, it was charming, but it was also just, it was a kid's movie. Anyway, this is called The Kid Who Would Be King. Oh, nice. I've been wanting to watch this for a long time. Joe Cornish. Yes. So this is the guy that did Attack the Block, the John Boyega movie, which was, yeah. I really, really enjoyed that movie. And then this is, it's completely different because this Attack the Block was like a little bit more violent, kind of, kind of scary. And this one's again, a little bit, a little bit more hopeful, a little bit more charming. And um, so basically it's about a kid who finds Excalibur. And he turns out to be the kid who would be king. Ooh. And he goes on a little adventure with some friends and they have to stop the evil Morgana who mm. is going to take over basically over Britain, apparently. So they have to put Oof. a stop to her. Again, this movie is very cute. The main actor is Andy Serkis's son. Andy Serkis of really? Gollum fame. Yeah, he was actually, he was very good. It was, again, like... I would, it's weird. I think British kids, and I don't know if they have like an upbringing in like theater or something. I just think they're better actors. So I thought it was actually like very well acted this movie. I thought all the kids were great. This is a post Brexit movie and they really kind of like hammer at home because they be, they're basically like prefacing the movie with like, this is what's going on in the world. Like the, the, the world, like this is trump and boris johnson you know we're, we're in a boris johnson trump world so it's all like our leaders are are unfit to to lead and like all these all this stuff and basically like the world is crumbling so we need to like look for a hero and it's this kid here's here's my problem with the movie <laughs> alex who is our protagonist finds excalibur in in a construction site so he goes and finds this he's running away from some bullies and there's just Excalibur in uh, basically a stone that says whoever, whoever is, you know, worthy, whoever's worthy may pull the sword from the stone. And I'm like, that's weird. Why would that just be in the middle of a construction site? Like would not everyone just know that this sword of boss look what we found. So that part was just like, I was like, that's just weird. You should just found it. I don't know, like in a forest or something. So basically Morgana and her, her, her demon her demon horde is gonna attack Britain, right? And okay. in order for him, Alex, to to fend off this army, he has to enlist all these kids from his school. So the big battle happens at the school and the kids should have died. It was just like, you know, it's like one of those things where you're like, <laughs> yeah. all the kids survive, and you're like, it's like it was yeah. like a Helm's Deep esque battle, Caleb. Like it was like Yeah. You're like, some of these kids do not come back from there's this. There's no way. There's no way. <laughs> so, but again, this I, uh, there's a guy that plays Merlin. His name is Angus er Emery. He's very, very charming. Uh, I've said that word too many times already. You know, he's very magical. He has a very, like, androgynous, like, look to him. And the way they portray magic, the way, like, they cast spells or he casts spells is, like, very cool. It's all, like, in the hands. So he does, like, cool. all these, like, really weird hand movements. <laughs> And it's just, it's just, a, it's a nice, it's a nice movie. It's like in a little adventure movie. And, and it turns out, you know, maybe Alexander isn't the next king, but maybe he was sought out because he was pure of heart, all this kind of stuff. Anyway. Yeah. It was like a nice, I like the messaging behind the movie, but um, some of the things I was just like, these kids should have died. 
<laughs> but it was good. I I I liked it. I, I like Joe Cornish. He has a cool. He kind of he has like a cool visual style. Oh, cool. one last thing. Yeah, the sword design, underwhelming. It's Excalibur. Mm-hmm. It should be very cool. It looks just like a regular sword. And also, they do something that the uh, Lord of the Rings movies did, where it turns blue. There's like a, it gives you a signal when enemy is near, oh, which I kind of yeah, liked. Totally. I thought that was pretty. That was interesting. That's kind of crazy because we talked about that on episode two too. That's true. That's true. But um, yeah, uninspiring sword design. There should be at least like a couple of jewels embedded into the hilt, but there wasn't. So mm. yeah, I know knock a star off for that i had to I actually knocked half a star off because yeah. you know i don't know I, I would be interested to see what you think again also sorry last thing this is a two-hour movie so long it's crazy that when you think it ends you still have 30 more minutes and you're like this is preposterous why is this movie yeah. so long anyway i'm getting heated up no the two-hour movie we need to bring back the virtue virtue maybe of a two 90 minute like most movies Absolutely. should be 90 minutes it Absolutely. really is the perfect movie time usually some deserve it but rarely i think uh, oppenheimer 90 minute movie that's crazy that's a crazy take bring it in the comments give me guys. <laughs> give me an extra hour on that puppy <laughs> that's fun i'll watch it eventually because i love i love joe cornish a lot i also love i love I was a big sword kid growing up. I love swords. Mm. My parents would let me get like uh, toy guns and stuff. They would let me, yeah. they would like buy me swords. So I had this like rack of swords. So I'm like, I'm, I love, I love Arthurian tales. I love them. I'm obsessed with them. <laughs> you need to put them in the background if we, if we do start doing video. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You're a good point. You need to have your swords out. So I, but I think if I was a kid, I would have loved this movie. Instead, when we were kids, we got Antoine Fuqua's King Arthur movie. Do you remember that one? With Kieran Knightley. King Arthur's Court? No. Oh, yes, Dude, I do. That one rocks. I remember Kieran Knightley. Yes, me too. <laughs> Clive Owen as King Arthur? Come on. Yeah. What the heck? That movie, actually, that movie rocks. That's fun. Yeah, I'll watch it. We'll follow up on that one for sure on the show. Uh, speaking of Joe Cornish, Attack the Block Two is in in plans. No way. Yeah, which is oh, really crazy. And I think uh, and uh, John Antoine Fuqua, John Boyega is supposed to come back. Yeah, yeah. I don't see why he wouldn't. That movie, that movie was surprising in in kind of what they do to a lot of those characters. See, yeah, talking about kids needing to die. Exactly. I was just like, whoa, okay. Yeah, they, they some brutal deaths mm-hmm. in that movie. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a real fun. Very one. creative. Hold, yeah, good music too. Great music. Let's see. So I'll follow up with another kids movie. Oh, I love it. See, at Logit, we appreciate all types of movies. You know, we don't stick to one age group. We run the gamut. No pretension here. No, absolutely not. Pretension, is that the right word? I think so. Yeah, pretentious. Yes. I watched... A director I have a love-hate relationship with, Taika Waititi's uh-huh. Next Goal Wins. I'd love to hear what you think about this. Did you see it? I didn't. Okay, cool. I know what it's so, about. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, and I I, I kind of watched it actually after we talked about Remember the Titans oh, okay. and like inspirational sports movies. And it, it definitely is feels like one of those era sports movies mm. where it's very much like we're the losers, right. but we can still figure it out with, you know, all these things. Was that a, what was that? Supposed to be New Zealand, New Zealand, but I'm bad at accents. We're the losers. Like well, I picked up, I picked up. Well, on yeah, it, that's so, true. Yeah. That's close. That's yeah. a win for me. I, I really enjoyed it. Actually. I thought it was really mm. funny. Taika Waititi is he bugs the shit out of me now, yeah. but he's hilarious. Yeah. He he writes really funny jokes. I agree. Yeah, I really liked the lead of the movie, who was Michael Fassbender. I thought he was really good. 
I thought it was nice seeing him in a role that wasn't just like a ultra Magneto. depressing, serious movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah, or even Magneto fits where he's just like he's usually very dour yeah, yeah, and very yeah. serious. And this he was really funny. He's still very de- like a depressed character, but he has a lot of great like comedic moments and uh, has a, a a little bit more range on like the smiley side than usual. Michael Fassbender, Liverpool fan. Hey, YNNWA. Right, <laughs> Sorry, carry on. No, <laughs> not a ton to say about it. It was really, it was really fun. If you're in the mood for kind of like an inspirational team story, uh, it's worth watching. Also, I again, not to you know, it's. I also think it's great that there's movies with uh, multiple representation. So like these are all it's American Samoa, right? That that's yep the soccer team. So that's, yep. it's I. I don't know. I Not think to be confused cool. with Samoa, right? A, they say that in the movie, which I for a minute I was like, "Is this? Are, is it the same thing?" I didn't know. It's not. Have you seen the documentary that this is based off of? No, yeah. I didn't know there was one. That'd be fun to watch. It's from 2014, but yeah, I was I wanted to watch both those two just kind of see how the story lines up. It's cool because I, you know, we're both big soccer fans, so yeah, it's nice to see. A soccer movie getting made. Love soccer movies. Not enough. Currently, I have the big green on my I saw that. top four. I and saw I, that. one of my favorite sports movies from when I was a kid. I used to watch that movie over and over. I know it was inspirational for you. Yeah. yeah. I would like. To, so I feel the same about Tyke as you do. I think he's truly like so funny. He's unbelievably. Yeah. Here we go again. Charming. Charming. Um, he is. But undeniably, but yeah, there's like also something about him where it's just extremely grating. But I do like I like the majority of his movies. I actually think he's I think he's a fantastic writer. Humphrey the Wilder People, fantastic movie, incredible movie. He could he he could you know what we do in shadows. That was like that that opened the door for me at least to him. Uh, He was in um he was the uh, friend of the Green Lantern. In Green Lantern. Oh my gosh, the <laughs> Seth Rogen Green Lantern. No, that's Green Hornet. Oh I'm talking gosh. Ryan Reynolds. But yeah, I, th- I think the Taika the Taika train is leaving the station. I think a lot of people are a little, especially with his last. Uh, well, this movie, I think a lot of people were just not about next goal wins, and then his last Thor movie was just um, kind of horrible. The, yeah, it bothered me. I didn't like either of his Thor movies, for the record. Oh, interesting. I thought- I thought the first one was also just really annoying. And you're talking about Ragnarok. Good. Yeah, I know people love it, but it just didn't do anything for me. Caleb the Contrarian. What, like, <laughs> yes, sir. What else? What else can we say? I, but I root for him. Like, I want him to make movies. I think that's like the weird thing where I'm like, he bothers me, but like, if he's has a project, I'm like, that's great. He should be working because I think he has a good voice. Like, he's yeah. Like he's gonna make a Star Wars movie apparently, and we'll see what he does with that. I, I'm, I'm optimistic. Yeah, I, he's he's definitely more like talented and knows how to make a movie. Yeah, and I I hope he goes. I mean, he's making Star Wars, so probably not. But I hope he does make more like lower budget. Yeah, just about dialogue right. movies because I think I th- I still think Hunt for the Wilder People Fantastic Wilder movie. People is his best movie yes. and. um so I wouldn't mind if he goes back to that stuff. Yeah, I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm going to watch this eventually. I will watch this. I'm a big fast bender head too. Shout out to the the killer. Need to see that still. It's good. I enjoyed it. But you might not like it. Actually, who knows, Caleb? I'm seeing Dune two in a few days, eleven days, <laughs> I think. I couldn't be truly like I'm so excited i'm like i've never been like more excited for a movie i think the last time i was this excited was when when we went to go see it was either spider-man homecoming which i saw by myself and i was like clapping the entire time like a little schoolboy, or it was the time that you and i saw uh the force awakens in la at at the cinerama dome and cinerama cinerama dome and i kept looking over to you because i think you saw it already (laughs) and i was like seeing it with you and it's like (laughs) i can't believe they did it anyway so so excited to see dune 2 like the anticipation is palpable so i'm kind of doing a little bit of some light dune homework and by homework cool. i mean i watched jodorowsky's dune this is a documentary from 2013 about the famous filmmaker alejandro 
Jodorowsky? Jodorowsky? No idea, Jodorowsky. Uh, but he's a he's a Chilean filmmaker. He is very uh, kind of influential in I don't know, like art filmmaking. Like he made El Topo, which was like kind of his. I don't want to say like breakout, but it was like the movie that kind of broke ground in the United States. Like they would show like midnight screenings of that in like um, you know art house theaters in like New York and all over the all over the uh, I was gonna say all over the country, but that's not true. Um, but he also made uh, the Holy Mountain. I don't know if you've seen this movie or heard about it, but heard about it's it. like a very it's like a spiritual like Christ ish movie. It's very it's like I've seen like screenshots. It looks crazy. I don't know if I could ever watch it because it might like open a door into my soul and I might get sucked through. But anyway, (laughs) so he made this movie El Topo and the Holy Mountain. And they were just like like these beautiful films. Like like, they were revered by like just the visuals. He wanted to make Dune like Dune was a huge book. I think that came out in the 60s or 70s hugely influential sci-fi book and essentially the the documentary is just about the team that he composes in order to make this movie so you get a lot of the visuals they they show a lot of the artwork that was intended to to make the movie and it just kind of shows his process and how he goes about making the movie like what he thinks about filmmaking in general how it's like basically like filmmaking shouldn't be like not monetized but like it shouldn't be the all like the what is the phrase? The be all, end all be all, huh? End all be all. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. So basically, it's just a bunch of it's just interviewing a bunch of people that ha- that took part in this movie, and you have people like Salvador Dali, Dan O'Bannon, who was like a big visual uh, effects guy, or uh, no, no, I'm sorry, he was a screenwriter, and he did movies like Aliens, Alien Three, like he did the whole like Alien. Uh, franchise uh hr giger you know who like created the the uh whole alien the whole alien aesthetic and it's just really cool to see because basically they talk about this whole group of guys of these artists coming together to create like the world of dune and then obviously the movie doesn't get end up getting made because it's like the early 70s it just is a too expensive to make just because their ideas were so out there yeah but then also like i think they just had a fear of like we're not going to be able to like sell this movie to studios like no one's going to want to pick this up and then obviously like seven years later you get like star wars and stuff like that but it's really cool because in the end of the movie they show the people that worked on dune and then their later projects and how they took concepts from dune and introduced into their movies really cool like cool for hr giger basically worked on all the harkonnens like the whole aesthetic like the planet the the costumes just like just like illustrated the whole the whole harkonnen aesthetic and you see like in later movies like there's stuff like from prometheus that they took from his sketchbooks and implemented that into the movie it's just cool to see like artists coming together but then still retaining their ideas and then obviously i don't know and this movie would have been so cool to see like because you get a lot of the storyboards and things like that i don't know how they would have done it because it just seems like so like I think it would have been awesome because of what they would have applied, like in terms of like miniatures and like practical effects. But then also, it just sounds like it would just be too complicated and it would look horrible. <laughs> yeah. And also, it's very funny because at the end, like, you know, he's really bummed that he wasn't able to make the movie. But then he says that, like, he was invited to go to the um, David Lynch screening. <laughs> And he was so excited because he's like this. David Lynch was like he was the guy like everyone loved him. But then he was just like he's like, I couldn't help but be so happy that it was one of the worst movies I've ever seen. It was very, very (laughs) funny. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was so, so funny. But yeah, and the dude's still alive. He just had a birthday and he's 95. Wow. And I didn't I wasn't able to see how he thought of the new dude. Yeah, the new dune, new dune. Yeah, it was really interesting. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was just also it's like 90 minutes. And, cool. and yes. Alejandro uh, Jodorowsky is just like an interesting character. He's like he's very poetic in the way he talks. Everyone that he kind of even the actors like uh, who's the singer of the Rolling Stones? Big Jagger. Yeah, yeah Big yeah. Jagger was going to be in the movie. Like cool. Just like the whole cast. And you're like, oh, my God. Like, again, like this should have been made like this. We should have moved heaven and earth to uh, create this. But it was just so ahead of its time. 
That's crazy. Mick Jagger was almost in two iconic never made movies because he was going to be in Terry Gilliam's uh, Don Quixote, oh, the really? original one, okay. which they kind of made it uh, eventually Driver. with. Yeah. But originally it was going to be Mick Jagger at one point. Can he act? Seems like it. I mean, I've seen a few music videos, but he's just singing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The guy can move. I really want to watch this. I've seen, I've seen a lot of concept art from. It's beautiful. And it's, it's insane. Yeah. It's really neat. Also, it's very funny because so when the movie opens, you have like a bunch of people that aren't associated with the movie, but people who, you know, I'm sure like studied under the, tutelage of Hodorowski and one of them is Nicholas Wending Refn the guy that did drive and it's just so funny yeah. like I'm like this guy wait why this guy I don't <laughs> it's know a little random. I love him though I do love him. <laughs> yeah he's awesome yeah. anyway I love only God forgives yeah have you seen that one? I sure did yeah it's cool it's a weird movie is it cool <laughs> I like it, it is cool it's the visuals are what really stand Definitely. out to me the story is batch it yeah a lot of um freudian again would love to hear what you have to, what you think <laughs> yeah no, I, I really would would like to and it's crazy too because like he's like he has this book it's like the size like of like three uh if you look at my hands basically bibles three <laughs> extra large bibles stacked upon each other it's like really big and like, there's only like three copies of it that are left. I think, like he owns and one. It's just all the concept art, all the concept art, and like storyboards. So you have exactly cool. what the movie is going to be. Yeah, I want to watch. I wish I'd watched it to talk to you about it. No, no, you can next time. What is it? What is it on? What you watch it on? Max, baby. Max, I love Max. Best streaming service, my opinion. Yeah, it's become my favorite. It's the yeah. It's slowly going to become the only one I own. Okay, so I'll do one more. Let's see. Pick one that you think I would not not have seen. Or maybe, hmm, right. actually, what's better? That I've seen it or that I haven't seen it? I don't know. Um, shit. Okay, you pick for me The Haunting. Okay. I'm not going to tell you anything about it. Disturbia. Oh, that's a classic. Or this is me now. I don't even know what that one is. So it has to be either. Let's talk. Well, okay. Here's the thing. Here's the interesting thing. I've seen the haunting on Hill. What is the the original? So that would be interesting. Haunting of Hill House. Okay, so I'll do the haunting. Wait, I'm not done. (laughs) Okay, because the other one has Shia LaBeouf in it. Yes, it does. And I know he's a complicated person, and that might be. taking it too lightly i'll do disturbia because i posted about this and posted my review and i'd like to add context to my review can i ask you something yeah is it as good as i remember it no but it it's it is like the same it's not like there were things that definitely haven't aged well so i'll do disturbia okay let's hear it super there's some i didn't add this in my review because i thought it was getting a little long some really uh messed up problematic romance stuff like he he literally stalks yeah he has the girl and that that all was really weird and then like his big speech to get to get her to like him is like talking about all these things he's seen about her that he knows about her now where he's like she's like what did you watch? Did you watch me? And he's like, yeah, yeah, but not like, not like that. And he like looks and references her body, but then he's like, but I know you're the, you read like books, you read like real books, not like L magazine or 17, but stuff with substance. And you spend more time on your roof than any person Uh I've ever known. And you, your favorite, you love a certain flavor of chips that nobody else likes when it, that I like when it gets to the granular details. That's what like, that's like <laughs> yeah. red flag. Like I know it should like, be already, no. <laughs> yeah. but yeah. <laughs> and so that was all just like, Oh, Oh, what? and then they kiss after, you know, cause she found it so romantic, right? Yeah. She's like swooning. And that, that sets up bad. Like for you and I, when we watch that movie, we think, okay, great. Like you can also, you can be a creep, but as long as you are truthful about it, 
they will yeah. they will find that here we go charming no lie lie about it yeah um what's shy's character in this movie what's his name do you remember uh kale k-a-l-e wow did not <laughs> expect that <laughs> which my name being caleb was really annoying like it hurt my brain yeah. to hear kale, kale and then the word kale. stop i it just didn't feel right to me and then also just i was like is kale a name it like, is yeah kale the, f- the vegetable food? yeah the, yeah. the i've met a kale really yeah. well cool good i mean one letter off for me so i love you guys i'm not hating on it but i'm in seattle so uh so <laughs> also i remember in this movie the uh kale's friend being very funny yeah he's good he's good right who is that yeah he was funny i don't know his name and he was in a few other things i remember thinking at the time he was going to be a big like comedian guy and i don't feel like he ever really took off hmm. but the the Spanish word for perhaps I've never forgotten because of this movie. This is one of the best Spanish lessons I've ever gotten. Let's hear it. He does a funny speech at the beginning where he keeps saying kiss ass, kiss ass, kiss ass, which is per- perhaps. So he's doing like his big uh, the the friend is doing his final report in Spanish. And he keeps saying perhaps because it sounds like kiss ass. Oh, and you're like, I'm going to put that in my back pocket. Never forgotten that word. Nice. And I took three years of Spanish, and there's probably a handful of words I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but overall, so those are those are the the context I wish I had added because I was looking at other reviews and people talked about the creepiness of yeah. it. And I was like, maybe I should have put that because maybe people thought I was endorsing it. I'm no, not. No, no, no. I don't. Okay. I just figured it was like obvious. Oh, of course. Also, <laughs> the movie is him with binoculars. Overall, the movie delivers. Like it just is a fun entertaining Mm. it gets kind of like that the ending is actually pretty intense which i didn't expect it to hold up the villain was great i put his name in my comment and i can't remember it now so look at my comment if you want to see his name or imdb oh david morse i forgot about him yeah david morse was great he's a fantastic actor i really like him pretty intimidating and like like scary and like you're like oh dude this guy's pretty pretty creepy and i yeah it was fun again kind of like all my movies where it's like it it didn't blow my mind but it was it it was good it was a good time but it's like you know it's a it's a it's a thriller for teenagers like like, and and, yes and a decent rear window for teenagers like i'm not saying it's a great rear window but it was like i'm like oh if you're adapting rear window for high schoolers this did a good job it was fun so dj caruso who is the director also directed another Shia LaBeouf classic, and that is Eagle Eye. Do you remember Eagle Eye? Oh, yeah, AI. Yes. The original AI villain. Well, not 2001. Fun fact. This movie uh, is the first movie I kissed a girl at. Eagle Eye. (laughs) That's huge. Isn't that crazy? The first first kiss or first movie kiss? Like movie kiss, like in a movie theater. Oh, cool. Yeah, it was very cool. Um, (laughs) No, I remember... Again, like, yes, problematic, of course, but you had to take it with, with the grain of salt, with, with, with the year it was made, the context of the, the context time, of the time, yeah, exactly. Totally. So, I fully support you watching this. Also, no, but it was it really good, held up very well. I, I can't wait to watch it. What are you gonna say though? Also, what? Well, I'm gonna lead up. This is for me talking about my last movie. Carrie and Moss is in Disturbia. She plays the mother, remember? And she is in a little movie called That's Right, Caleb, Blue Pill or Red Pill? The Matrix. Uh, I watched The Matrix. Nice. Crazy movie. Uh, I have a few things. This is past guest Andy's, I think one of his favorite films. It's really, really good. This movie is crazy. However, patent leather scares me the aesthetic of this movie <laughs> literally i don't know i can't explain it but the aesthetic of the matrix actually like is scary to me oh my god and i don't know yeah. i think it's like the lot a lot of the leather the uh sunglasses without any hinges for your ears the ones that just clip yeah. on a lot of those like duster coats i don't know so i like this movie i think it's like it's talking about um dune this is like this was so ahead of its time. Just like what they yeah. did, what it was trying, especially knowing 
where the Wachowskis are at in their own, you know, they're, they're now transgender women. And I feel like this movie definitely touches on a lot of like kind of gender fluidity themes, which I thought was like, Oh, very interesting. It was like, so it was like very cool to kind of see that linger in these movies while they were still, uh, yeah. Uh, Keanu Reeves. I don't know. I don't know where the bad acting. I, I'm assuming this is this the movie where people are like, the guy can't act, or was that the Dracula movie? Because I thought he was really good in this. I actually, and I know, and I think that's also just because they probably told him to be as not robotic, but just like flat, yeah, like flat. Of. Like he's basic. Like he's the chosen one. So I feel like a chosen one has to almost have this like flat affectation and just almost no personality. At least that's how I'd want my chosen one to be. But dude, this movie's so cool. Like all all the fighting, all of, like the choreography. I'm not a big gun person. Like like I like the John Wick movies, but all the gun stuff is just kind of kind of like goes over my head. Like I kind of just like white noise to me. And the same thing with the Matrix. But again, they're like able to do it in this like hyper stylized way to where it actually like yeah. looks very interesting. Yeah. Hugo Weaving. Mm. So good. So terrifying. This is you go from Agent Smith to Elrond. That's crazy. Wild. That's crazy. He has one, like one of the best American accents I've ever heard. Uh, I kind of, I kind of say that tongue in cheek, <laughs> but every time he talks, I'm like, Mister Anderson. That was pretty good. Um, that was. It works since he's basically like a robot personified. Yeah, I'm still trying to wrap my head around the. Um, a lot of the ideas in this movie, like the matrix as a whole. And I think when I was younger, when I first watched this movie, I didn't really understand the difference between the matrix world and the real world. And that the real world was run by AI robots. I think I just like, didn't understand that. I was just, just let it go. Just let it go. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. now like, cause I haven't seen it since I was a child. So like seeing it cool. again, I was like, Oh, okay. I, I get it. I get the I story. This is great. Yeah. <laughs> That's always fun. When you're like, oh, there's like a whole component of this movie that just totally oh, went over my head. Exactly. Like, I thought I got it. Yes. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I said, the aesthetics scare me. Like, so <laughs> <laughs> when the, in the beginning of the movie, when you find out that Neo is like a hacker in the Matrix world, yeah. right? And he goes to sell whatever software he's giving to this dude. And the guy that's buying the software from him, he's with his like gang. And they're all like dressed out in like, like fishnet shirts and just like goggles on the head. It's just, I don't know. For yeah. some reason, it just like, it kind of makes me gag. I don't know. Like, it's like rave culture. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I, I just totally, I can't, I just can't abide by it. I really don't like it, but I like this movie. So I think that's telling that the movie is so good that I'm yeah. able. And cause the, the, what I'm saying, the leather, the, all that stuff, the big buckles on boots, like that's in the movie, right? Like there's a lot you of that in the movie. It. But you you just kind of get past it. Yeah. Also the um when he like wakes up from his like little cocoon little cocoon thing and then all like the things like the oh, dude that yeah. I almost Very truly Very almost unsaid. threw up in my mouth. I was like <laughs> and I was watching this like at night while my wife was sleeping. I was like I was like freaking my gag reflex was out of control. Um oh, but I'm so excited to watch all the other movies cuz I remember watching the second one. I don't think I've ever seen the third one. I've seen the second one, and I remember what is that the one where there's the rave when it, like the people are dancing, like the. Humans? I don't think I've ever seen the other one. Okay. Also, interesting fact: both the sequels, the second and third, came out in the same year. Isn't that wild? Huh. Yeah, really crazy. Yeah, like that weird. never Super weird. I don't remember that ever happening with like a huge, uh, like pivotal franchise. No. Besides, like I guess like a Marvel movie, but um, but Matrix is good. That's what I say. Yeah. And just can't deny the influence. Yeah. No, no, for sure. And also like everything that takes from, I'm sure like this movie takes so many things from, you know, like I'm like Kung Fu movies, things like that, which I would like to kind of see. I'd like to watch those too, just to kind of see. I like, I would like to see what their, their influences were to make the matrix. Cause this is just like, if it feels like such a leap. Yeah. Such a leap. But yeah, I'm excited to watch the other ones and I will report back when i do cool yeah i'm excited future last four plus what was your question i don't remember damn wait 
Um, oh, oh, oh. Because I remember like there was like a rave scene and I remember watching it at a friend's house. Like a, we, it was a sleepover and I was just like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. This is stupid. And all that leather is making And all that leather is like truly like, it's like bothering me. <laughs> I can't you explain call my it. Mom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Carrie Ann Moss is very good looking in this movie. <laughs> that's it. That's all I got. Yeah, that's fun. This movie always reminds me of, you were mentioning this, the aesthetic. It reminds me of, have you seen the video of the people dancing under the bridge? Yes. And, yes. Those Every time. Well, I can't dissociate those yeah, two things. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's like those big pants with like the, there's like, instead of like belt loops, it's like little like metal. I don't know. I, yeah, white people dreads. Doesn't this have white people it dreads? Does, it does, yeah, it does. <laughs> Which is great. I think. I don't know actually if it's supposed to be okay. No, I don't not. think it's good. I think it's. I think it's bad. Yeah, but again, I will watch these movies despite the fact that I was grossed out. Yeah, nice. Yeah. That's quite an endorsement. I think so. Yeah. I wonder what Andy five stars. Uh, five stars. I gave it four and a half. Doctor point for half. the. The leather. Yeah. Leather man. Have you seen the leather skit? The Jimmy the Fallon? Leather man? Leather man? Yeah, does that yeah. make you just like score? Well, that's just funny. That's just like, yeah. Okay. I, like that. I was going to say, it's a type of person that wears the leather, which is what <laughs> bothers me, but I don't know. Uh, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I can't imagine wearing leather. It's like tight leather, wild. especially seems like the so most. Crazy. I'd be so claustrophobic. Yeah. It'd be horrible. It'd be horrible for me and everybody who had to see me. Exactly. And you're like, be a lose, lose. everyone knows where you are because like you're chafing <laughs> and like, it's just, yeah, it is no good. When was the last time you watched this? I want you to rewatch this. Let me check Letterboxd. If I've watched it since the age of Letterboxd, I must have. You had to have those. Cause I know I, I, I've, it's one I've always wanted to watch all of them. Yeah. Cause that new one came out a couple years ago. Wow, I've never watched this in the age of Letterbox. So it's been at least since 2016. Okay, well, it's on the Max. So cue that baby up. Cool. All right. Well, no more real reviews, but I will just shout out The Fourth Kind. Watched it again. Oh, nice. We talked about that for a minute. Uh, Pretty scary, but also incredibly annoying. The handheld Mm. The fake handheld, I'm pretty sure it was all fake handheld. Yep. They added them post and yep. it was so obnoxious. They do a lot of split screen in the movie, which was mm. also incredibly obnoxious. And they do this thing with the split screen. I just had to talk about for a second. I don't need to go into this movie a ton, but even the split screen wobbles like it's handheld. Like the the bars move back and forth while it's happening and not like... Why do they use for any reason? What's the point of the the split screen? Isn't it just one uh, from one character's perspective? Fourth kind. Well, they do. They split up. Sometimes they'll show multiple people in the same scene, but they also show uh, documentary footage compared because it's supposed to be a fake oh, based on a true story. Okay. So they have documentary footage, quote unquote, and then the real the reenactment. Is this the Mila Jovanich movie? Yes, okay. which it's it's a wild movie because even Mila jo- Jovovich introduces the movie as herself. Huh? Like the first thing is her coming on screen and being like, "Hi, I'm actress Mila Jovovich. What you're about to witness is a recreation of events that occurred in Noma." Blah blah blah. And it's just like this is a wild movie. That's crazy. It's weird. It doesn't work totally, yeah. but it's. I didn't like it very much, right. honestly. I was more angry at it. Yeah. But some of the scary stuff for Work. a fun alien movie, yeah, there's some good stuff. I also saw this movie with a girl too. Nice. Did you kiss her? Azusa movie theater. Did Did I kiss kiss her? her? No, I did not. (laughs) (laughs) I tried though. I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, no. I was uh, too busy eating popcorn and being scared. Yeah. It scared me a lot when I was a kid or whenever it came out when I saw it. The idea that it's based on real stuff, especially this is 2009. So we were both impressionable young men. I think would have been would have amped up the uh, the fear for sure. Yeah, I think when I was a kid, I didn't know for sure what was real and not, and so I think it was scary. Yeah. Fun story too. Yeah. Becca okay. thought it, I told her what it was, oh and she, I didn't tell her it was all fake. 
And so she was like freaking out. And she's like, I just want to see the documentary stuff. Like, uh, I, what? This is. And then she's like, how is this not like the biggest alien thing ever? Right. Like, it's real. Right. It's all real. Becca, it is and real. I was just like biting my tongue. I was like, I can't. I, I want her to have this fun experience. Because how, how often do you get, you know, to just totally be engrossed in something like that? I think that's just how everyone should view those types of movies, though. That they are based in Zero. fact. Yeah, you know what I mean, like Blair Witch. I wish exactly. I could have seen that when yeah. everyone thought it was real, because that just what a fun experience. Absolutely, absolutely. What a phenomenon. But I told her at the end, I felt a little bit bad, but I was like, I hope it was fun, though. I hope you got a real experience. Is she still not talking to you after that? Yeah, no, <laughs> we broke up. <laughs> she divorced me. Yeah. <laughs> can I say? Okay, can I pivot to something really fast? Yeah. Since you shouted out the fourth kind. I've, I've been watching TV, Caleb. Oh, yeah. What? I just finished the first episode of TDNC, True Detective Night Country. I just finished it last night. Oh, you finished or it? two nights ago. Okay. Whenever it, wait, no, did it come out? Yes. Whenever it came yeah, out, yeah. we watched it. I, I, so I just, I just watched the first episode so far. I love it. I love, it's, I love night. <laughs> I like I no so I like the the ambig the ambiguity of like like what time of day is this supposed to be right? It's yeah. set in Alaska. There's basically no sun for thirty days of night. 30, yeah, thirty days of night. Hence so the movie. I'm I'm digging it. I'm loving it. I'm also I will say I am a true detective Homer. I, I love <laughs> I love them all. I don't care. Like I'm sorry. I thought season two was was actually okay. Yeah. I thought season three, pretty good. Yeah. Season one, classic. So good. Yeah. That tracking shot when, uh, in the first season. Oh my God. Classic. I love it. Just wanted to say that because I have nothing else to say. So cool. Yeah. I'm excited to see what you think. Okay. I'll get back to you. I won't say anything about what I thought. Okay. I love Jodie Foster. I think. She's fun. She's great. It's fun. I like her being a little piece of garbage. <laughs> she's very, very she's good. She's an angry asshole, and it's it's pretty great. Yeah, I, yeah. I like mysticism in in like cop shows. I like I like the genre bending. Me too. You know? And I like the hint of maybe there's something more going yes, on. Yes, I do too. I would say that lingers in the other other uh, in season two and three. There's like a hint hmm. of like. Like what causes men to be evil? And it's like, is it is it a weird force of nature or is it just bad people? But I like that. That's kind of just like over over the whole like concept of the show, you know? Yeah. Or I also like that it's basically about what breaks people, <laughs> like the cases <laughs> that break people. You know what I mean? Like what you go from the beginning to the end. Like anyway. Uh, also, it's like if you just watch it as like this is like a noir set in L.A., like an old school noir show, like even the music cues and everything like you kind of just if you watch it in that mindset, you're like, oh, this is pretty good. But because people were watching it after just seeing how amazing season one was and they're assuming it was going to be the exact same thing. And it isn't. Right. Anyway, that's it for me. Cool. Well, this was very fun. I love talking to you, Caleb. Ditto. These are, um, yeah, I love doing these episodes. And I'm uh, grateful we can. I'm grateful to everybody who's listening. I'm grateful to the people that followed the Instagram page after. We got it a little bump. We got a, little we got bump. a nice little bump. It worked. So, guys, Caleb made that. And I want you to know. He puts a lot of time and effort into those things. So if you watched it without kind of giving any sort of engagement, just click the like button. You can follow us. It's fine. It's a good hang. Anyway, Caleb, where are we at on the Instagram? How can they follow us? Yeah, follow us on Instagram. It is uh, login underscore pod. Follow us on the letterbox, which is underscore log it underscore pod i think i'm f is for movies on letterbox ian is ian lock underscore lock ian underscore lock 
lock. So I've been trying to post more reviews. I enjoyed your Disturbia review. I thought that was fun. Thank you. I wanted more Thank of those you. actually. Yeah, I'm gonna try it. Gonna try to do more stuff for people who are following and enjoying it. And um, yeah, we're gonna keep doing episodes. I do have a couple announcements as well. I love it. Uh, last episode, we talked about video. We are going to start doing video soon. I'm still kind of figuring out uh, the workflow for that, and I messed it up on episode two, so there wasn't actually video that after the fact. Maybe this episode will be the first video. Maybe not, but it's coming soon. Also, I have another podcast that's going to have its first episode coming out tomorrow as of this episode airing. Uh, that's Lucinda's Desolate Library with my good friend Drew Campbell. That's uh, different than this. It's a, like a poetry type of thing where it's kind of like an open mic night. We have uh, contributors submitting poems and short stories they've written, uh, and that's really fun. And check that out if that sounds interesting to you because we're going to be doing those as well. And yeah, like and subscribe on wherever you're listening or watching. Follow us if you can. We really appreciate it, and this is a really fun thing to do, and it's fun having people interact with us and, uh, you know, do it with us. I agree, Caleb. I agree. Is this the end of the song? (laughs) This is perfect timing. (laughs) Well, Ian, I'll see you next week. We'll do another one, maybe a full... We'll do no, we're, we're still going to be doing the full movie episodes as well, but these are just kind of, um, I don't know, I, I enjoy these a lot, so I, these will definitely be sprinkled in, or more like movies will be sprinkled in definitely. still. Yes, definitely. So, I enjoy these chats, and I can't wait to chat more. Yeah, ditto. All right, see you soon. Later, listeners. Bye.